pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 228. Today I'm going to chat with Dan Meeker from Firebird Targets, discuss the ATF threatening customers of Diversified Machine, highlight a new AK from Palmetto State Armory, and talk about a viral video of an escaped cat. I am your host, Ava Flannell. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ava. Thanks for having me. Of course. Before we get into the show, I have some exciting news. Smith & Wesson just released a new gun. It's called the CSX. It actually wasn't supposed to be released until, I believe, SHOT Show on the 17th. But, of course, it leaked, and I had one. I thought I had, like, two weeks to get my review out. And then yesterday I get the go that, hey, you could put it out tomorrow morning, which would be today. And yeah, so I had to hurry up and throw some clothes on, head to the range and get my review ready so that it could be released uh, the day that they launch it. But overall, I really like it. It's kind of like a baby 1911, I would say. The mag, so they're double stacked. So as a nice grip, it's not that single stack. It holds 10 or 12 rounds, depending on the magazine. It shoots really well. If you guys have shot at the Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, The recoil is actually less than the Shield Plus, and I think that the Shield Plus actually shoots really well just because it's a little bit heavier in weight compared to those other micro pistols. If you like the way that the Shield Plus shoots, I think you'll really like the way that this one shoots. I'm not sure what MSRP is because literally they just launched it today. By the time this show comes out on Monday, I'm sure you guys can look it up on their website and see what MSRP is, but I can't imagine that it would be uh, too expensive. All of their stuff's Price pretty well. But yeah, if you guys want to check out more information, just head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. All right, Dan, I had a chance to shoot your Firebird targets, which we're going to go over here shortly for those who aren't familiar with what they are. And I was really impressed. And I asked my friend, Will, we have a mutual friend to uh, get you on the show. And I was just interested in knowing more about the product and sort of your background. What is your background, actually, before we even get into the rest of it? Well, um, Ava, I was born and raised in Fort Worth. I've been shooting since I was seven years old as a Texan. you know, I grew up with the dove hunting, deer hunting, quail hunting, and all that. But I took it a little bit farther and was trained for pistol shooting and participated in competitive pistol shooting uh, throughout my high school experience. Um, I've always participated in gun sports and hunting throughout my life and always had a great interest in 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 guns and primitive weapons and archery as well. Mm-hmm. And then what made you start Firebird Targets? Is this your first gun company or have you started anything uh, previously? I've started a a number of companies, but uh, the one that led to this was uh, called NAT, G-N-A-T, USA. And I had uh, acquired a a franchise for the U.S. um, for the NAT from the U.K. And uh, it had, it was a, a, a remote control drone, which had exploding pods on the bottom of it. That was the first generation of Firebird. Oh, wow. um, 
it or organically led to the Firebird, which is, in my opinion, more exciting and has a better future. Yeah, definitely. What started in the UK, how did that come about? Um, I, the inventor named John Green uh, had worked on drones uh, for the uh, British government. And uh, when he returned to civilian life, um, applied that technology to the entertainment industry. Uh, he put uh, exploding pods on the bottom of it, which were very crude at the time. And um, the system was very popular in gentlemen's uh, shotgunning clubs around the UK. And after a while, it, it became evident that uh, the pods themselves uh, were useful for uh, the air gun industry as well. Interesting. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that that was allowed in the UK, you know, just considering, right. you know, the laws and stuff. Okay, so now let's talk about Firebird targets. And for those who don't know what they are, can you just explain a little bit? Sure. Um, the Firebird is a self-contained pyrotechnic device, which is detonated upon impact from a projectile. And uh, like I said, I had a chance to shoot these. Will actually, he sent me some. And then when I was out there recording content for the Gundies in Myrtle Beach, I had an opportunity to shoot them. And I thought they were actually really cool. It's essentially, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, a lot of people will typically play around with Tannerite and, you know, anything that goes boom, it just makes it so much more fun. What I liked about these is like, unlike Tannerite, so one, there's no mixing involved. Two, you can set it off with like a 22. And Correct. now when you mentioned air guns in the UK, I'm assuming that you could probably set it off with an air gun as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Rossi Morial at American Air Gunner is uh, having a lot of fun with the 50 and the 65s he's now uh, filming with. Um, as long as the air gun can produce 850 feet per second or better, you're going to have fun with Firebird. Tell me, how did it go from the UK to you starting Firebird? Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the UK. Uh, you can imagine the safety standards that we had to achieve to overcome such a, a strict gun control environment. Um, the first generation uh, a Firebird was simply an accompaniment to the NAT. And when it became evident that it was a, an important tool all of, an, of its own for shooting purposes, um, efforts were made to simplify it, to make it uh, more safe. I wasn't involved at the time, but it underwent extensive te testing for the uh, European Union um, CE marking. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, uh, it just, as, as time went on, it became more and more developed, uh, according not only to the safety needs, but the, the request of customers. Hmm. And then it essentially started in the U S I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think how did it no, get it, to, it didn't start in I mean, the U S well, yeah, from the general, the, the, the origination of the, the NAT venture that I did, we found a need for better pods. So I went back to uh, the NAT UK people and learned that the inventor had moved on uh, and to develop the Firebird. So after about a year and a half of bugging him, I finally got an audience. And within six months, we had a, um, a, a company. And uh, within a year of that, uh, we began producing worldwide all Firebird from Fort Worth, Texas. And what year was this? 
Um, that was in 2012. Okay. Very nice. I'm going to take a quick break real quick and talk about primary arms. If you guys are in need of a long range optic, primary arms has a new version of their SLX. It's the three to 18 by 50 FFP. Definitely check it out. It has the ACSS Apollo reticle for the 308 or the 65 Grendel. The Apollo reticle is great for long range since it has a simplified horse reticle that gives you distance holds up to a thousand yards, including windage holds up to 20 miles per hour. In addition to the holds, it has a full 14.5 mil of elevation and windage adjustments. It's got a ton of features needed if you want to get into long range shooting and it won't break the bank because, you know, I mean, the longer distance that you're going, you're going to need a better optic and some of these get really expensive. So at just $479.99, it's pretty great price for, you know, front focal plane scope. Remember to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and that's going to get you a free scope mount with any primary arms optic that you buy. And that is at primaryarms.com. I'm curious, because there's no mixing involved, what hoops did you guys have to jump through in order to be able to ship this stuff? Well, um, Department of Transportation and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. So um, it's been accepted as 1.4S, as in SAM. That That's the same rating as ammunition. Mm-hmm. So Firebird is shipped just like you would ammunition. Interesting. And what are the safety procedures, I guess, that you guys take in order for, because I mean, to my knowledge, okay, so if a 22 or an air gun will cause these to go off, you know, I mean, are they drop safe? I mean, obviously like ammo needs, you know, a chamber and a firing pin and all that stuff where I would think like the targets themselves don't need as much. Well, you know, back to the European safety testing Uh, that we talked about earlier, in order to acquire the CE certification, uh, which allows sales throughout Europe, Mm -hmm. um, the Firebird had to undergo extensive uh, safety testing, which included drop testing and burn testing. And uh, even our packaging has uh, passed the most extensive test uh, worldwide called the UN6D testing. And so with all those characteristics, we can boast that it's probably the safest 1-4-S article on the planet as far as uh, shipping goes. It's the only uh, product of its kind. Uh, And we do um, daily testings on every batch to make sure that every one of them meets our safety standards. Nice. So tell me more about the packaging. Well, the packaging comes in a case of 10 packages. Um, and uh, that's 100 articles per case. And so uh, the UN60 uh, test was conducted in Canada uh, by the uh, Canadian government. And um, I think, quite frankly, that the testers were a little bit shocked about the minimal results that they found from that test. It it was quite impressive. Hmm. And to my knowledge, so the targets, they look like little pucks, and they have uh, like a sticky back and it has to be on a hard surface and you have to hit it from the front side in order to detonate. It won't detonate from the back. 
right. We we, uh, we have some uh, uh, plans that would incorporate a, a 3D, if you will, detonating target, but it's just not safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 single uh, um, trajectory uh, target is what the ATF has approved, and that's what we're going with. Uh, essentially. The compound is contained within uh, the the puck, as you said, and the uh, projectile penetrates the lid of the puck and smashes against the uh, composition that's inside. If there's not enough um, resistance to that back of the the puck, it'll just blow out uh, the backside. Similarly, if you shot it from behind, it's it's not going to work at all. So the harder these the surface that it is stuck to the uh the louder it gets wood is good steel is best Hmm. yeah that actually makes a lot of sense so when i shot it it was on a pallet of wood and we were all surprised by how loud it was and just how much damage i mean it pretty much blew off the piece of wood that it was on and it was actually, it was really impressive. So I'm assuming that it won't go off if it was on like cardboard or something like that. Well, it, it could. Uh, and I'm surprised. I was getting ready to say that that pallet didn't last very long, did it? No, um, it didn't. We we actually, so I, we, I guess we were at a public range and the people that I was with, they were like, oh man, the range, they're going to get mad because this is damaged that like threw it over the berm. <laughs> I don't think right. that they expected it to get as damaged as it was. <laughs> Now, these these little pucks uh, have quite a bark. And um, was it the 50 or the 65 that you used? I'm not sure. Was it uh, green or red? Mm, I think it was green. Okay. Well, then that was a 65. Uh, the, the 50s are red. And um, it doesn't matter which one they are, but that they work best on wood. Uh, on, I'm sorry, on steel. But wood is great. Um the softer the backing, the less loud it will be. Mm-hmm. However, if you were to shoot um, on wood uh, with a high velocity uh, round, then it's, it's going to uh, be loud again. So it really depends on how hard the projectile is smacking against the compound inside. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So mine was obviously, you know, put on wood and I used the MP522 it really wasn't like an aggressive projectile. So now I'm like really curious. I noticed that like in the UK, it was like popular with clay pigeon shooting and stuff like that. I would imagine that it would be fun to sort of put these on the back of clays and obviously get more than just the clay breaking. It would sort of have that explosion. Oh yeah. Um, Some, some newcomers um, actually think that there's a different kind of shell being put in the gun and that it's a it's in the in the shot shell, but oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it, it it's it's pretty amazing that uh, you can take a little clay disc that's uh, uh, traveling at a certain rate of speed, and it's spinning right, so it has kinetic energy coming in a certain direction. So it's very brittle, but um, if you attach the clay, uh, if you attach a, a fiber to the bottom of that clay, it acts. Um, like a, a piece of steel almost uh, in the air. Imagine if you uh, hit a, a ball with a glass baseball bat, right? That point of impact is going to deliver all that kinetic energy. 
Well, it's the same thing with um, with Firebird on a on a clay pigeon. Even though that clay's light and it's um, and it's brittle, when that uh, when the pellets hit it, it has enough kinetic energy to create a back a backing that allows the uh, the detonation to occur. Interesting. And what is MSRP for these things? Um, we've actually improved the pricing uh, with the uh, rollout of the 65, the 50 slid down to a lower spot spot. So the, the, the 65 now is 1995 per pack of 10 targets and the 50 bio is 1695 for a pack of 10 targets. I'm sorry. I think you probably mentioned this and I missed it, but what is the difference between the red and the green? I know you said 50 and 65. Right. But, but what does that mean? Is, well, the 50 is, we just chose a red color for the 50 bio and a green for the 65 bio. Okay, nice. I'm going to take another quick break and talk about IWI. If you guys are into single double action pistols, definitely check out the Jericho Enhanced from IWI. It's the latest version of the popular Jericho with a number of enhancements. The new version has a new frame with adjustable backstraps, an accessory rail, a new hammer and trigger profile. In a lot of ways, it looks like a hammer fired version of the Masada. So if you guys like that, I know some people that prefer the hammer fired. Hammer fired typically means less recoil as well. They come with 17-round mags and Nova sights. MSRP on these is only $559. Remember, if you go to iwi.us and you find any accessories that you want to buy, use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. And again, that is at iwi.us. I also read that the targets are marketed as biodegradable, which I mean, I guess is good if you lose one. Although I don't know if I'm sure. Well, obviously, you probably saw the Grinch shooting the Christmas tree. Yes. That uh, Forge Relations did for you. So I was there when they were recording that, and then after we filmed that, then that's when I just leisurely, you know, was shooting the targets. But it's kind of funny because we were like, "Wait, did we pick up all of them? Like, were all of them detonated?" And so we're like looking around on the ground, making sure that there weren't any left. But if that was the case, one, they're biodegradable, but is there any chance of them possibly going off? Like, let's say a car runs over it or, you know, just something, anything. Well, if you can run over a firebird with a truck, it's not going to do anything. But if it was struck with a hammer, it's going to hurt you. Hmm. Um, So um, it just depends on how energy is delivered to the to the body of the firebird Interesting. Uh, if it's struck from the side it's probably not going to go off yeah we have um been been using firebird on some shotgun ranges here in in, uh, in texas for some time and um yes some of them do wind up on the ground and um the previous models had aluminum casings um and um, they would easily suck up into the mower blades of the uh, lawnmowers that were out there and, and surprise a, uh, oh, a rider of a lawnmower every now and then. But yeah. I have not heard of that happening with the 65. I suppose it could bounce up into those blades and cause a detonation. But again, this is low velocity. Yeah. Um, it's pyrotechnic. It's not going to 
um, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's like an M80 going off. Huh. Interesting. And then how long does it take for those things to, I guess, decompose? And I'm, I'm sure like if there's rain or something, that probably helps speed up the process. Yes, these are um, biodegradable in terms of um, aerobic um, degradation. They've actually been proven under the ASTM D551 test method. And uh, that involves natural uh, anaerobic uh, situation. So water is an element of that. Mm -hmm. As long as it's uh, high and dry, it's not going to start degrading. It'll retain its integrity. Hmm. And because they're biodegradable, does that mean that it has a limited shelf life? No. If you store them like um, ammunition, high and dry, um, they have an indefinite uh, shelf life. Oh, nice. I'm curious, like what, when you guys make this stuff, it's, I'm assuming it's made in the U.S. Absolutely. Everything is made in the United States and um, actually made in Texas. And is it essentially just, and I'd have to look at the puck again, you know, because like I said, I only looked half fast, but it almost looks like, I don't know, like a compound of like, you know, like mud and grass and i mean it just so what is what is the process of making these like well that's that's something we're not going to get into today Ava. Mm. that's that's my my secret okay yeah no i i totally understand are there any safety concerns or like you know just i guess special concerns that customers would need to be aware of if they're using these products well, uh, you need to have respect for the for the target, just as you would have respect for a, a live ammunition. Uh, treat it like live ammunition, and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, we have a safety uh, video on our website that uh, describes all the elements of safety that one needs to know to enjoy these product this product. And um, I just kind of look at them as little packets of happiness that um, anybody over the age of 18 can can buy and enjoy. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious. They obviously have this adhesive on the back. What if you were to stack them up on top of each other? Is that going to make a bigger bang? (laughs) Well, you know, you can ask Chevrolet if a Corvette will go uh, over the speed limit. And see if uh, you get a similar similar answer to what I'm going to tell you. Um, we don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, but you know, people, they're out on the range and they're like, hey, let's try this. Okay, let's add this, you know, especially when we're talking about guys with the big bangs. Right. Well, um, I, I don't recommend it, but I, I would caution seriously against putting a 50 on top of a 65 because uh, if you miss the 50 and hit the 65, you might meet the 50 uh, in a very rude way. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, don't absolutely. Do yeah, don't do that. Huh, interesting. Dan, I'm curious, how big of a bang are we talking about with these compared to like Tannerite? Well, Ava, we have to thank Mr. Tanner for bringing the binary explosives uh, to the American shooter. The French invented the flintlock in the 17th century, and it was not until the development of smokeless powder that serious improvements in firearms technology occurred. Similarly, Firebird has opened the door to, to a safer shooting experience with instant hit recognition targets. But we do have the task of educating the, the uh, public on this 
our customers have compared their experience of the 65 bio on steel with a typical one half pound canister of binary mix. The result of a, a bullseye on a 65 bio is truly astounding as you uh, experienced yourself. Essentially, you're saying that it's the same as you said, what was it? A pound of tannerite? A half a, a pound? Half, yeah, a half pound canister of binary. Is comparable to the 65 puck. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's In terms actually... Of, 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 uh, of sound, of noise, of, of the resounding dbs of explosive sound mm -hmm. you know the, the the half pound canister of of binary could kill you mm -hmm. a 65 can't hmm. interesting okay cool and then to my understanding fireberg is still the only legal target like it in the world and they're only made in texas correct that's correct um Worldwide production had been established at the Fort Worth plant back in 2013, but uh, due to the shipping lane issues and, and increasing costs, we went ahead and reopened the, the UK plant. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, servicing the EU um, market while uh, the Fort Worth plant handles the North and South American market. By the way, we are selling in Mexico under Cascade ammunition as well. Oh, cool. Also, one thing that I noticed, and this could be off the record, but I noticed that when I was on your Instagram and I'd click on the link in your bio, it actually went to Top Shot Dustin's hmm. website. Right. Mm -hmm. Are you guys? Yep. <clears throat> Top Shot Dustin is a uh, as a as a, a, a unique character that uh, we really in, have enjoyed a, a fruitful relationship with. He's uh, done a lot of uh, videos. Uh, testing more or less uh, Firebird with different uh, guns and, and uh, ammunition and, and even threw a, a tomahawk at it. Uh -huh. uh, so it's, it's, it's enlightening to watch all the new ways he can come up with uh, to, to use Firebird. It's been a, a great deal for both of us. Nice. Yeah, he's definitely a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wish I could shoot as well as he can. <laughs> he has one where he, he splits a forty-five. A bullet with an axe, and their firebird on above and below the axe, and he and the split bullet strikes both firebirds. It's pretty impressive. Wow, yeah, that is really impressive. Do you have any future plans that you can share with listeners? Well, um, the um, the firebird um, story has been a story of of improvement. Uh, we've continued to um, work on our our existing models and, and just make them better. Um, using uh, customer feedback. So we'll continue to rely on uh, customer feedback, but um, make better, you know, uh, improvements as things go along, you know, and I can assure you we're focused now on um, a narrow range of what would seem to be an infinite uh, number of, of possibilities that we could accomplish with, with this system. Mm -hmm. But um, the developments that we've made with the 65 bio are now being applied to the 50 bio line. So we're retooling uh, part of the factory right now for the 50 line, and and we'll see improvements coming out from that uh, with that later. Very nice. And then also, you're up for what is it? Most innovative brand for the Gundies? Right. Um, this uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, we're we're 
we're kind of a quiet, quiet company in a way. And, uh, it's, it's new, uh, to me to be, uh, uh, getting the spotlight in mm-hmm. that fact. So it's, I'm, I'm having a, a little bit of difficulty getting used to it, but it, it, it kind of goes with the territory. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Well, are you going to be at the award ceremony? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Cool. I guess I'll see you there. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you guys are interested in voting for Firebird Targets, all you have to do is just go to thegundies.com and they're under most innovative brand. And I definitely think it's very innovative. That's why I wanted to have you on the show and just find out a little bit more because it's one of those things where you're like, this is so interesting, but I'm sure like me, you know, so many people have questions. So I wanted to get you on and um, have you answer some of those questions. If anyone is interested in purchasing these, I'm assuming they could just go to firebirdtargets.com. Correct. Um, we're, we're going to SHOT Show next week. And um, I think you're going to see some expanded uh, availability on the U.S. market uh, subsequent to that show. So I, I can't announce anything at this time, but it, but keep stay tuned. <laughs> okay, great. And then also, if anyone wants to follow you on social media where can they find you on like Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff? Well, Firebird is on Instagram, Facebook, and and just look up Firebird Targets. And uh, and we have uh, a pretty good presence in all those mediums. Okay. Sounds great. Well, I know you're busy. I'm not going to keep you any longer. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And I will probably see you at SHOT Show. If not, I will definitely see you at the Gundy's. See you around. I'll talk Be to safe. you. You too. Bye. Joining me for the rest of the show is John Snow. John, how's it going? I'm doing great. Okay, great. Tons of snow, unfortunately. Yeah, I just saw that. Ryan Morrison, he posted a picture of all that snow. I was like, dang, we've only had one snowfall here. I live in Colorado, which guys just let that just sink in for a second because I get this all the time people you know if i go to other states and i'm like oh it's so cold and they're like you're used to the cold you're from colorado and i'm like it doesn't usually get that cold i've been colder like in new york city humid states you know where it's like the cold and the humidity and it kind of goes right through you and then believe it or not colorado springs i mean this has been definitely exception we would have had a little bit more snow by now but we don't typically get that much snow just keep that in mind I have no really great way of doing a segue into this, but Caldwell shooting. Caldwell has a new version of their Emac shadows. I actually have them use them at the range at the indoor range. Let that sink in because typically I can't use the little in-ear ear pro. It has to be like the actual earmuffs. But the Emac shadows are, they're kind of like the Apple EarPods, except they're rated 23 decibels of hearing protection, which is pretty good. The new version comes in flat, dark earth, including the case, which has a built-in battery for recharging the earbuds four to five times. They are Bluetooth enabled as well so that you can listen to music or take phone calls as well. MSRP on these is $144.99. And if you're going to buy these, remember, if it's your first order, you can use the coupon code GUNFUNNY10. That's all one word. That's going to get you 10% off. And that is at CaldwellShooting.com. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF.
Today in politics, this is interesting, ATF threatening customers of diversified machine. Back in December of 2020, I talked about the ATF rating diversified machine, which is a company that manufactures solvent traps. Solvent traps are essentially 80% suppressors, which are perfectly legal to sell and to purchase as long as a customer obtains their form one before completing the suppressor. The ATF had no real justification for the raid, just long animosity towards 80% suppressors, aka solvent traps. In the raid, they seized inventory equipment, computers, and of course, the database of customers. The solvent traps they produced had little dimples that indicated where to drill for customers once they have their approved Form 1 to build it into a suppressor. The ATF stated those dimples turn it into a suppressor without being functional. Almost a year to the day, After the raid, the ATF sent letters to customers of Diversified Machine demanding they turn over their legally purchased property or face prosecution for violation of the NFA, which includes a 10-year prison sentence if convicted. Multiple solvent trap companies had similar visits, so there's likely going to be more letters to come for those customers. Hawk Innovated Tech was another company they raided, and among seizing the inventory and customer data, they also took $300,000 through a civil asset forfeiture. The owner of the company denies he was selling suppressors and claims that solvent traps are legal, which the ATF has confirmed in the past. The ATF has not filled any charges against Hawkins, but they kept his inventory and the money. A leak obtained in November now shows that field offices will no longer be able to answer questions about solvent traps in preparation for the upcoming rule change on frames and receivers, which also include solvent traps. Insiders say the hollow tube will likely become the suppressor, which is so crazy because any hollow tube could potentially be construed as a suppressor in the future, Uh, especially when you factor in that the ATF has gone after people for purchasing fuel filters, claiming that they were suppressors. It's just more laws that are going to turn law-abiding citizens into criminals. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, and without even being laws, because ATF cannot make law. They are specifically prohibited from doing that. What they're doing is they're arbitrarily changing what they say is the definition of law after long precedents of yeah. solvent traps have been legal for years. It's perfectly legal under the letter of actual law as passed by a legislative branch and signed in by the executive for people to buy these and get their form one to turn them into a suppressor. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's actually a really good point is yeah, they can't even do this legally. And yet here it is happening. It's just ridiculous. Yep. Okay. So Manicor arms. Speaking of more companies releasing new products because, you know, SHOT Show is right around the corner. Apparently this stock, and quote me, or don't quote me because it just came out. Um, So it says, make your BRN-180 look like an AR-180 with our new trapdoor stock with Picatinny hinge. Well, essentially it goes on Brownell's rifle, the BRN-180. I think I'm saying it right. I haven't had a chance to get my hands on for whatever reason, Brandos doesn't like to send me stuff. <laughs> Interesting. And I just saw this this morning and reposted it. I have one coming my way. I'm not sure what I'm going to put it on because I don't own the rifle that it goes on. But um, it, essentially, you can make your uh, BRN 180 look like an AR 180. 
It's the new trapdoor stock with a Picatinny hinge. Yeah, the old school AR-180, it basically looks exactly like that stock. It's kind of cool because there's a trapdoor on the back of it. So you can store gear in it, you know. I would put I would like put that. snacks in it. Snacks, yeah. yeah. You can put some pralines in there. Oh, yeah, totally. Gosh, I need to stay off those pralines. <laughs> Somebody sent me two boxes of pralines from Georgia uh, for Christmas. And uh, oh, let's just say it hasn't been very nice to my thighs. <laughs> but whatever, you only live once, right? <laughs> I've been trying to work out. So I'm like, yeah, maybe if I work out and can continue to eat all the pralines. And, you know, it's kind of like a win-win. But I think the pralines are winning. I think that's the only one who's winning. But yeah, so super cool. I don't know what MSRP on these are. It is 179. And the cool thing about them is it's not just going to work on the BRN180. It will work on anything with a Picatinny rail on the receiver. Oh, cool. You can stick it on all kinds of stuff. Nice. So yeah, because I think Ben is sending me one. So now I'll I'll actually, I could put it on a few things. Hey, hey, win-win. Anyway, so if you guys want to check that out or any of his other products uh, that Sven makes, head on over to manicorearms.com. Don't forget to use the code AVAROCKS15. That's all one word for 15% off your entire order. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is, what can you tell us about the new 30 Super Carry round that Federal announced? And they also just announced this yesterday. This is actually another company that they weren't going to release it until SHOT Show. And then, of course, it leaked. And honestly, it kind of just annoys me that this stuff leaks. Because normally, the people that are leaking it are typically the sponsors or somebody that works there. It's people that sign NDAs or, you know that should be trusted with this information. And I mean, even the CSX that Smith and Wesson came out with that was released. A few YouTubers already put out videos like way before. And I don't know. I just think it's kind of crappy. I think like at the end of the day, we're all in the same industry and like why screw each other over because ultimately it kind of is like screwing that company over by like, it's just a very selfish move in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It's not fair to any of the other people either. I mean, what what are you doing? You're getting oh, a know. couple days jump on views. I know. Like being a jackass. Exactly. I mean, like, are you hurting that much for some YouTube views because that's what you make your money on? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. But that's not to say that I didn't freaking put my ass in gear and head on over to the range looking like crap to do my review because I got the go to, you know, but I did it the right way you know, where I got approved. Um, But yeah, the 30 super carries, it looks really interesting. There's going to be some guns that are made specifically for this ammo. Federal did say that actually today they're sending me the ammo. I'm like, cool. I don't have a gun to shoot it out of. So I will look at it and I will review it from there. And I'll be like, it looks really cool. It feels good in my hands. Uh, But I don't know. It looks cool. I mean, I watched like a quick video on it. And from what I understand is you're able to carry more because it's a smaller round from my understanding, but still has the same power as, I don't know, did they say like a nine millimeter or something? Yeah. Basically what they did is, you know, nine nine millimeter is, you know, 0.38 nominally. This is 30 cal essentially. So it's a little bit smaller, but they're working with a higher pressure 
Mm-hmm. And it's still the same typical 115 grain that you have in nine millimeter. So it's going to be a little bit longer bullet. So ballistically, it's still going to be pretty similar. So it's higher pressure. The one thing on that will mean it can't be in guns with as small of barrels as a typical nine millimeter will be able to do. So it'll, it'll have to have a, a higher pressure rated barrel for sure. Hmm. But that said, I mean, you'll be able to pack more rounds in the same size. So one of the guns that I saw pictures of that is coming out with this is a single stack, you know, 1911 style gun. And that one in nine millimeter, you've got 10 rounds in the 30 super carry, you've got 12. So Hmm. it's a good increase in the number of rounds and the ballistics with the higher pressure powder come out pretty close to the same. So it's kind of like nine millimeter, but takes up less space. You get more rounds, which more rounds is always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious to see what the price is going to be since it's such a new, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that like all the machinery and stuff, like you got to pay off that machinery or, I mean, they're probably going to eat the cost up significantly and just hope that I'd assume probably keep the price down and just try to increase popularity and hope that it takes off. But yeah, I think it'll be priced pretty competitively compared to everything. Cause you know, like with federal, it, it's not like they have to buy a whole new complete line True. to run a different caliber. Yeah, It's just different dies for the different pieces, but it all gets run on the same machinery. So it's not like they had to buy an entire new line in order to make these. It's just the new dies for the new brass and bullets and all of that. Hmm. So I think they'll be pretty competitive. Yeah, um, And especially considering the price of ammo on everything else right now. Even if it is a little bit more, it's not going to be that much more comparatively. Yeah, definitely. Well, I am going to be meeting with Federal at SHOT Show at Smith & Wesson. Actually, they have a podcast booth that they're letting me use. So Federal's going to come over. They're bringing like five people with them. I'm going to bring some liquor. We're going to have a party. We're going to talk all about the 30 Super Carry as well as a few other things that they have in the works that I'm hoping they're going to release, which if that's the case is going to be really exciting. Stay tuned for that. All right, today in Tacti Talk. Tacti Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it, find out now. Palmetto State Armory releases the AK 105. Palmetto State Armory just added two more AKs to the lineup of the US made AKs. The AK-105 joins the PSA, AK-103, and the AK-104. Talk about some awesome names. Uh, The center line of guns. Have you checked these out? I haven't even looked at it yet. I haven't seen one in person, but I've looked at them. And some people might not be familiar with what they call the century line of guns. I'm not. Um, So back in the 90s, you know, this is after the breakup of the Soviet Union. Russia was kind of strapped for cash. And so they built a line of AKs with some updated components specifically for export. They didn't build them for use in Russia. They developed a line exclusively for export. And that's the 100 series. So the AK-103, 104, 105, 108. Um, there's, there's several different ones. And so basically they're upgraded, updated calibers for exports. You know, they had new hammer forged toolcraft bolts and bolt carriers and trunnions 
4150 steel barrels. These were all Arsenal made in Russia and then export. So it was a finite run of them, of course, in the time frame. It's one that AK collectors are really into. There's some styling that's slightly different than the standard AK, but I don't know. They're pretty cool if mm-hmm. you're into AKs. Yeah. I mean, I like AKs. I still really liked their AKV, was it? I love that nine mm Yeah. That thing is so much fun. I know. I want one. It's one of those, it's like the gun that I really wanted and I still haven't gotten, but you know I what? Have an, I might have an extra. Well, uh, Paul Meadow actually sent me an email this morning and asked me to stop by their booth and I'll be like, hey, hey guys, hey. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, and then also another gun that I noticed is starting to kind of turn some heads is their, what was that pistol that they came out with? dagger uh, oh the dagger yeah yeah so check that one out too yeah okay so remember when i posted it in the patreon group and i was like what it's 200 dollars." but then i looked the other day and it went up to 400 dollars. so i don't know if it was just on sale but for 200 dollars, i would totally buy it just to check it out because it actually looks like a decent looking gun like it i don't it know and I'm, and I'm like 200 or maybe it was 250 or something either way it was something ridiculous where i was like man I'm- move over high point move over sky move over taurus and uh, you know who knows? Dagger yeah, it, might be. I've been seeing it for two ninety nine, and it's basically a Glock copy. So mm-hmm. you know they couldn't have gotten it too wrong. Yeah, that it's got you know it, it's going to be light years ahead of a high point or anything like that or SCCY or any of those. So for three hundred bucks, it's got to be a pretty quality pistol. I mean, they, there's not any secret production methods well, or anything that you the, have to figure out with those. Yeah, with all the. Like with all the Glock replicas out there, I mean, it's such a there's so many simple parts that I'm like, I feel like it's hard to mess up. But I know a lot of companies that still manage to do it. So I don't know. True. But you can't say that that's pretty good. You can't say for three hundred dollars, it's got to be quality because I still am like, "Uh, I don't know if I'd, you know, but hey, maybe they maybe they did design something really awesome. And for three hundred dollars, it's super reliable. If that's the case, then it's awesome, because I don't think that self-protection should be you know, you should have to pay an arm and a leg for it. And I yeah. always felt bad when people couldn't afford to buy, you know, better guns. Yeah. But anyway, so tell me more about the AK-105. So the 105 is chambered in 545 by 39, which is pretty cool. It's kind of the Russian version of the 556 round, but, you know, different caliber. Caliber that historically didn't get too much traction here in the States because of importation restrictions that happened in that time frame, but it's actually got a resurgence lately because with the run on ammo, there's actually been more of that available compared to everything else selling out. So it's actually become fairly popular in the last year. I got a 545-39 in my Galil Ace, mm-hmm. and that thing's been a lot of fun. And it's actually a longer, heavier bullet than a typical 556. So it's actually ballistically really nice. This new one is pretty cool. You can get it in a rifle or a pistol. They're both a 12 and a half inch barrel. The rifle one has a longer pinned muzzle device so that it's still rifle length. And then the pistol comes with an SB tactical triangle brace. So looks just like a triangle stock, Mm -hmm. except it's a brace. And then from there, it's standard AK-105. They have the M24 by 1.5 thread pitches that's common on the platform. They both have Russian style furniture. So they look authentic to the 105 design. Some with 30 round P mags. And then price on it's pretty awesome. They're a thousand bucks MSRP is what they're supposed to be. So I haven't seen them in stock yet, but 
should be coming soon. And the nice thing about all this is Palmetto is really committing a lot to their AK line, you know, the AKV, the 105s. And we talked a while back about how they're getting steel cased ammo for all this. So they're going to be doing 545 by 39 steel cased ammo. So hopefully price of ammo is going to come down again. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's pretty cool. So I guess if you guys want to check it out, uh, what is it? PalmettoStateArmory.com? Yep. All right, cool. All right, so guys, if you're looking for a new range bag or a rifle bag, definitely check out GPS bags. They have a ton of really great bags, which are awesome if you're like me. And, you know, when you go shooting, it's like, I almost hate going to the range because I want to bring all my guns. And then I end up filling up the entire back of my SUV and put the, you know, the seats down. And it's just, I bring so much stuff and it's all fun and games until you have to pack up and then bring it all back to your house and put it away. These bags, they allow you to carry like three rifles at a time, multiple handguns. I mean, depending on the bag that you get, but really cool stuff and really great quality bags, too. They're going to hold up with a lot of wear and tear. If you guys want to check this out, just head on over to GoOutdoorsProducts.com. And as always, if you use the code on any of GSM Outdoor Products, the code's GUNFUNNY20. That's all one word. You're going to get 20% off. And that's at Walker's, Birchwood Casey, Cold Steel, True Glow, any of those websites. Today in AF. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Move over, Tiger King. A video went viral on Tuesday of a woman carrying her kitty down the street. What's unusual is the kitty was a female lion. Panic calls came in during the night in Kuwait City after the lion escaped and entered a residential neighborhood. The lion's owner caught up to it and tried to take it home. The viral video shows a woman carrying the cat down the street while it growled and struggled to get free. The lion was nearly as large as a woman. She ended up needing help from police to help catch it. Keeping pets like lions or tigers is illegal in Kuwait, but is common practice among those wealthy enough to have connections to avoid fines. The woman and her father apparently had the right connections as the police returned the big cat to them. That's crazy. So even though it's like illegal, they just were they probably just like paid him out and the police were like, all right, here you go, lady. Here's your pet. Yep. Yeah. If you have money and connections in that part of the world. You can do whatever you want. They don't care. That's so crazy. So, oh, I have the funniest story. So speaking of really big cats, okay, you guys remember when I had Butterball, right? Yep. And I don't even think I told you this because I've been so busy. Okay, so went to the pet store with my cousin. First mistake, you never go to the pet store because you don't get out, you know, without getting something. And we fell in love with this little cat. It was so cute. Looked like a little Butterball, hence the name why I named it Butterball. And we paid $900 for the stupid basic cat. And when we asked the pet store people like what kind of cat it was, they were like, oh, it's just like a feral cat. And I was like, cool, $900 for a feral cat. Who's the asshole now? (laughs) But Anyway, so got the cat. Uh, I quickly realized I cannot have a cat. This thing's crazy. Uh, It's climbing my plants, my expensive plants that are rare. And yeah, long story short, after convincing my cousin's husband, who was really pissed about it, they took the cat. 
and they named it Max, which I'm still a little upset about, but whatever. Anyways, fast forward like eight months. Max is now 12 pounds. He's only eight months. He is, he loves water. He even, so the other day, because it snowed for the first time, they put him out in the snow. He loved the snow. He was playing in it like a dog. Whereas most cats would be like, oh no, put me inside. And it kept meowing to like go back out. And it was pretty funny. But Max is like literally the most psycho cat ever. And it's just a constant running of jokes. But anyways, the other day they decided they're like, okay, we need to figure out like what kind of cat this is because it's like growing really fast and it has some like really unusual, I guess, mannerisms that most cats don't. And they started doing some research and sure enough, it's a Maine Coon. So I don't know. Did I tell you that? No. Okay. Yeah. And then we start looking at pictures of Maine Coons and we're like, it's exactly the cat. They're identical. And if you look to see how big they get, I mean, they get huge. So they don't stop growing until they're like three years old. And they are like, I mean, some of these kids are carrying them. They're the size of kids, like five-year-old kids. Like they are huge. And I guess Cody, my cousin's husband, was just like reading about this. And he's like, fucking Ava. And she had to give us this <laughs> stupid freaking cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, needless to say, her husband doesn't really like me. And then the cat has just destroyed everything in their brand new house, including all the carpet, because it just sees like one little piece sticking up and then goes to town and just destroys the carpet. And it's sad because they really did buy this house brand new like a year and a half ago. But yeah. Pretty funny. So I, not a lion, but very similar. I just Googled Maine Coon. They can apparently get to be like four feet long. Yes. And so and that was the thing is like Cody, he'll hold the cat and he'll stretch it out. And it's such a long cat. And then it has this huge, long, like fluffy tail. Like its tail is bigger than its body. And I mean, every little thing, every detail about a Maine Coon, I'm like that is exactly they have the little pointy things on its ears and i don't know i mean it's pretty funny yeah he's gonna be a beast yeah i know i know did did you see the video of the woman no i didn't see it so if you guys want to see the video there is a link in the show notes but all right let's see here let's click you gotta watch this Oh my goodness. That's going to be Butterball. Uh, the noise alone that this lion is making is like terrifying. <laughs> but yes, this is going to be Butterball, aka Max, <laughs> very soon. I should send this to my cousin because we keep sending each other really funny like TikTok videos, even though I hate TikTok. But I'll see something that pops up and it's just, I'm like, yep, this is going to be Max. Anyways, all right, so time to wrap up, but it's time to pick a winner for the iTunes reviews. First review is Oki623. Only podcast I can't wait to become available on Mondays. Five stars. This is the best podcast on Apple. Look forward to every podcast. Ava has the best people on. Highly entertaining and highly educational. Highly recommend. Next is Chew a Bum. That's kind of a funny name. Gets better every time. Five stars. Stumbled upon Ava's podcast after listening to another podcast. Binge 200 episodes in two months. All the info from evolutions in the industry to politics and gun policy updates to plants and renovation tips to witty and innovative guests. 
All her info is welcome. Congrats on the new digs. I recently bought new in California, and I agree buying new is way better than updating a starter home. Good luck and keep up the good work. Dang, you bought freaking new in California. You must be rich. Tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course, prices might actually be down. I know because everyone's moving. moving out. Yeah. Well, now we know why he's called to a bum because he doesn't care to live in a state that has less gun laws. <laughs> but that was still, that was a really nice review. And thank you, both of you guys, both the reviews. They're awesome. I guess, John, I'm going to leave it up to you to pick a winner. I think we'll have to go with the 2A bum because, I mean, 200 episodes in two months. I mean, it's, yeah, I think there's people that have done more in that time frame, but you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, totally. And it's dedication. Absolutely. And honestly, I kind of feel bad for him because he was in California. Yeah. But yeah. And also he is smart because I mean, he went and bought a new house and I have to do think that's the only way to go moving forward. That's the only thing I'll do with my life. Just buy brand new. Except for maybe cars. I don't know. You buy a brand new car like I did and you just constantly get hit all the time. It's like, I don't know. You got this karma that comes with it. All right. It's time to wrap up. Guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. Actually, I was thinking the other day. So like if you guys are trying to look for us on Facebook or Instagram, Facebook is actually GF Media because Facebook loves to block anything that has the word gun in it. So I was like, all right, it's GF Media. I think on Instagram, it's still Gun Funny Podcast. But if you guys are having a hard time finding any social media, just head on over to gunfunny.com and there's links to my personal Instagram, my YouTube, and then gunfunny stuff as well. Also, if you enjoy the show, even if you want to make a one-time donation, just head on over to gunfunny.com and click on the support the show link. You can make a one-time donation or a monthly contribution. It gets you access to our Patreon group on Facebook, which is a lot of fun. Unless you get offended, though, then I would recommend probably don't join the group because we all kind of make fun of each other. So you definitely have to have thick skin, but we're not jerks. It's like we're all like a loving family. But, you know, if somebody looks fat, you're going to tell them there's that. Also, Blown Deadline, he's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron every month. So get an awesome Cerakote job on your rifle. And want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreon is Jon Snow, the man himself. He wants me to say, Operator Tickles found the law. Operator Tickles won. Oh, wait. Oh, geez. I messed that one up. This is so embarrassing. I did so well. We're not going to edit this out, though. I don't really care. All right. Operator Tickles fought the law. Operator Tickles won. Maybe we can send Operator Tickles to California. Did you ever think about that? I mean, I would miss her, but that is something that I'm willing to do, I guess. She could clean it up. Yeah, she needs to. And on that note, Firebird Targets, thank you for being on. And, you know, if you guys want to follow him on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff, uh, go ahead and do so. John, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, And I will see you guys next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.